So God is so good. And uh, just by way of reporting, uh, the local church board's been working with the district superintendent. And uh, as we will serve the next two Sundays, and then they'll, um, the two Sundays after that, March 8th, uh, Reverend Cheryl Stiles and Linda Stiles, I think we have a picture of them, uh, they will be coming to serve as your interim pastors. So three to four months um, it uh, is what the original arrangement is, but uh, they have served. Um, the last place they were full-time uh, pastors was in Vivian, Louisiana, but they have served probably five or six of our congregations on the Louisiana district uh, in interim capacities. And uh, I've known Brother Cheryl and, and uh, Miss Linda. I grew up with their kids, so uh, I was at their house a little bit and uh, even shooting BB guns. And I mean, I can't imagine us doing that without glasses today, but I, uh, I mean, crazy stuff as kids, right? But uh, they are a wonderful couple and they love Jesus and uh, you'll, uh, you'll be blessed under their ministry, so we're just going to do a high five along the Atchafalaya somewhere and tag team because they've been serving in Baton Rouge. And uh, so they'll be here uh, and uh, serving you beginning March 8th. And uh, if I snap a picture or something, that's because I'm putting together a little group of papers for them to uh, tell them a little, about, a little bit about you and how they can pray for how, how to pray for you. Thank you, Tori, for leading us in prayer today. And in his prayer, he, he made reference to Hezekiah and Hezekiah's powerful prayer and how it changed God's mind and God heard and answered prayer. Throughout Scripture, there, there are powerful prayers that we can pray and, and incorporate in our own lives. Hannah prayed a desperate prayer that God would, would heal her of her barrenness. And um, David, in, in, after he is caught in adultery and, and murder, he prays a powerful prayer of repentance in Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart. We have the Lord's Prayer. We have the high priestly prayer that we'll talk about probably next Sunday uh, that Jesus prayed. Two weeks ago, we prayed the prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Colossae. I pray that you be filled with all knowledge of his will, with wisdom and spiritual understanding, that, that you... Grow in grace, that you walk a life fully pleasing to the Lord, that you continue to grow in knowledge and be strengthened by might. That's a good prayer to pray, isn't it? We played last week and studied the prayer of Jabez, which says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would protect me from evil. Today we're going to look at some more prayers of the Apostle Paul. He prayed it over the church at Philippi and very similar prayer to the church at Thessalonica. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at Philippians chapter 1 and this, then 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, Philippians chapter 1. To the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, all the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. And I never read that without really focusing on what everything He's saying to us there. Grace. May God treat you better than you deserve. Peace. Shalom. May God take all the broken pieces of your lives and put them back together. Just ponder a moment on that. And the power of God's words. Grace and peace to you in Lafayette this morning. 
I thank God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day unto now, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That is a wonderful promise to you today. I thank God for the work that he has begun in you, in this church, in your family. And I have the authority of the word of God today. He who began a good work will bring it to completion. Just as right for me to think of you, this of all because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my change and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. You're partakers with me in this grace. He's writing this in chains. <laughs> for God is my witness how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. Pastor Paul loved his people, didn't he? I can identify with that. And this I pray. Here's what his prayer was. That your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. That you may approve the things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. That's a powerful prayer. Very similar in the book of Thessalonians chapter 1. He's talking about, I wish I could be with you, but I can't. So I'm sending Timothy and his job is to encourage you and establish you. No one should be shaken by these afflictions. Now he's in chains. And I understand that I sensed, even as we were singing this morning, that, that some of us were just grappling, grappling with fear and and. and the church at Philippi could be shaken here. Paul could be shaken in his faith. He's in prison. But he's coming through. He's testifying. He's saying, I'm, I've been concerned about you, but I, I sent Timothy to encourage you, to establish you. And lo and behold, hallelujah, I'm getting a good report. Because you're trusting Jesus. You're believing him. I'm excited about what he's saying to us. Now that Timothy has come to us from you and brought us good news of your faith and love, I hear you want to see us just as much as we want to see you. I hope we can continue to have that relationship And when you see we see each other, we hug each other and say, how you been, brother? I've been praying for you. That'd be all right, huh? For now, we live if we stand fast in the Lord. For what thanks can we render to God for you for all the joy that we rejoice for your sake before God? Night and day, praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith. Now, Paige, come help me. Paige is going to read our text this morning. You want to put it right here? Over this. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and everyone else, just as ours does for you. May, may he strengthen your hearts so that you will... Be blameless and holy in in the presence of our God and Father. When our Lord Jesus comes with his holy ones. Awesome job. Give her a hand this morning. Thank you, Paige. Isn't that a good prayer for whatever age we are? This is 
Paul's prayer. This is Jesus' prayer for you and for me today. May God himself, the Lord, increase, make you increase and abound in love to one another. May he establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, this morning, this is a prayer for holiness, and holiness is love, and Jesus wants to establish me and you today and make us strong and holy, blameless at His coming. Can I tell you good news, and can I just tell you news today that really is important, that makes a difference? Jesus Christ is coming again. We declared it for those that declare they want to be part of the church of Nazarene. This is something that we believe in. Pastor Corey Jones out of Crossroads posted yesterday. He said, I'm amazed at how many pastors are speaking on the second coming tomorrow. It seems like God is trying to wake us up and alert us and remind us that, yes, he is coming soon. Revelation, the last chapter of the Bible says the spirit and the bride say, come. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Friends, this morning, if you're hearing my voice, I'm here as a minister of God to remind you that this world is not all that it is, that Jesus Christ is coming again. And we can be ready. That's the good news. Our lives can be forgiven of our sins and we can be in Christ, ready, blameless, holy at His coming again. Holiness, this passionate relationship with God. Friends, this is what I love about the Church of the Nazarene. This is what I love about the message of holiness. If you want to stay ready, I know of no other message than victory over sin that keeps you faultless and blameless at His coming. A Holy Spirit indwelling your life, indwelling my life, giving me victory over sin. So it doesn't matter if it's a car accident. It doesn't matter if I'm disease takes me or if I am here when he breaks the eastern sky. I am ready at his coming or my entrance into heaven. That's good news this morning. That we can be blameless, that we can be holy at his coming. God has begun a good work here. God has begun a good work in your life and in your family's life. And He will be faithful to complete it. And in the completion process, it's not going to happen unless you and I allow the Holy Spirit to do His work in us. It absolutely will not happen unless we give Him permission to continue the work that He has started in each of our lives. The message says it this way. May God, the master, pour on the love so it fills your lives and splashes over on everyone around you, just as it does from us to you. May you be infused with strength and purity, filled with confidence in the presence of God, our Father, when our master Jesus arrives with all of his followers. I love that language. You need to be infused with strength and purity today. Well, just let the Holy Spirit do it. That's what he wants to do. This is a prayer for holiness. Can I remind you this morning that holiness is what you were made for? Holiness is what I was made for. Genesis chapter 1 is God's design, original design for my life and for your life. There's no sin. There's no defect. There is no deficiency. It is fellowship with Jesus every day. That's what you're created for. That's what you were designed for. 
What God desired in creation, He desires in redemption. And so at the Church of the Nazarene in, in the membership class, we talked about forgiveness of sins. We talked about a second work of grace, cleansing. But don't let, don't let me misinterpret this this morning. Salvation and holiness, they're one and the same. Holiness begins when we give our heart to Jesus Christ in initial sanctification. He begins the process of making us holy. Ephesians says it this way, praise be to God, for He chose us in Him before the creation of the world. He chose you to be holy. He chose you to be blameless. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. First Peter, God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and His Spirit has made you holy. They're one and the same, friends. You can't have a relationship with Jesus Christ if you don't press on and be more like Him. And we say in the church of Nazarene, we exist to make Christ-like disciples in the nation. That Christ-likeness is a moment of purity where I give my heart to God, where I surrender my life to Him. But it is a lifetime of daily surrender and say, God, I want my life to be like You. I want to become more like You. He died to make us holy. You were created for this incredible relationship with God. He chose you, 2 Thessalonians 2, a salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy. I see three things in this prayer in 1 Thessalonians 3 that Paige read for us. Three things. May your love increase and go ahead and overflow more for one another. It's pretty appropriate for us to talk. And I mean, don't forget, this is Valentine's week. <laughs> pretty appropriate today for us to talk about love and loving each other, huh? <laughs> Friends, this principle, this prayer works for home and it works for church. Isn't this a good prayer to pray for our homes? Lord, may our love increase and just overflow for one another. Spouse, is it okay? You can look at your neighbor and say, may our love increase and overflow for one another. By this, Jesus said, you'll know. They will know, rather. By this, they will know. The world will know that you are my disciples by your love one for the other. Paul's saying, you love one another. Church at Nouvelle, I know that you love one another, but I'm praying as your pastor, I'm praying that your love just gets stronger, that your love grows, that your love increases and overflows, superabounds. Remember one time I had a little small cup and I went up to the Keurig and I hit the big cup. Guess what happens? It overflowed. I brought a little sermon illustration here. I got a coffee cup. Didn't bring any saucers in the conversation series, but I brought a sauce. Now, most of the time, I use this at home for a piece of toast because I use it more as a plate than I do a saucer. But I just thought I'd bring a saucer today.
Well, that's not working. May your love think about that. That's actually the words that he's using in the Greek. I want it to overflow. I want it to splash out from you. Man, that smells good. Super abound. I was at Jason's Deli. And the ice cream machine got stuck on the on position. And it's super abound. Didn't I want to splash everywhere? No, I'm good? All right. In Louisiana, we say that's lanyap, right? <laughs> Living in the lanyap of his love, an overflow. Lanyap. <laughs> wow. Rick Reiner's illustration of, of Philippians 4.19 is he will meet all your physical and tangible needs until you're so full, have no more capacity to hold anything else. He will supply all your needs until you're totally filled, packed full and overflowing to the point of bursting at the seams and spilling over. We've talked about this before when I bump into you. If you're full of yourself, what are we going to get? Works of the flesh, anger, wrath. But if you're filled and your saucer cup is even running over because the cup is full of Jesus and the love of Jesus, I bump into you and it just more love flows out. I can forgive you. I can bless you. Families, this will work for the family. Some of you need to go home and get the coffee cups and the saucers out. And we need to say, Holy Spirit, fill us with. And may our love. May our love increase and even overflow. Amen. May your love increase and overflow. Number two, may your hearts be strengthened. This is steadfastly strengthened to set fast, to fix, to establish. I thank God for not only saving grace and sanctifying grace, but I believe in establishing grace that He will establish us in our walk with God. I was read, we were reading as a family in Proverbs 8 yesterday and it talked about God establishing the clouds and marking out the boundaries of the earth. Now that's pretty neat imagery, right? That God would establish the clouds and would mark out the foundation. You can look in a new subdivision coming up and you can see where they've laid out the markings of a new home. God established the clouds and marked out the foundations of the earth. Don't you think if he can establish clouds and mark out the foundations of the earth that he can establish me and you in our walk with him? 
Don't you believe today by faith that God could strengthen your heart? You say, Pastor, I'm a little weak in my faith today. Well, ask this God, ask God to, to answer this prayer and may your hearts be strengthened. The Super Bowl was last week and Kansas City Chiefs versus the 49ers and going into that last section of the game, Kansas City was down 10 points and there was second and 15 and they thought they had a completed pass and yet the opposing team, the coach challenged it and threw the red flag. Roland, you remember this, right? He picked it up because they got the call. They weren't, it was not a completed pass and so now it's third and 15. Well, in the middle of that discussion while they were waiting on the official to do it, Patrick Mahomes, a young 24 year old quarterback, he goes over to his offensive coordinator and he says, I want to run the wasp. Do I have time to run the wasp? Do I have enough time in the pocket to get this pass off? He says, you want to run the wasp? I want to run the wasp. Third and 15, the game pretty much on the line. Patrick Mahomes, four seconds it takes to get the pass off. And he throws the bomb. Hill catches it. And the whole dynamic of the game. You could just sense the air going out of the other side and the strengthening happening on the Kansas City Chiefs side. It gave them that. I'm here to tell you today, when it's second 15 and the enemy has thrown the challenge flag and you're now backed up against the... That's when I'm at God, Holy Spirit, strengthen us on the inside. Give us wisdom to believe you for one more play. You can go to the back of the book. I know who wins this game. I want to be on the winning side. May you be strengthened in your heart. Can I tell you, winds are going to blow. But I'm praying that you will be oaks of righteousness. I was praying one day several years ago over by UL. Uh, one of my favorite places to pray and just get quiet before the Lord. And right there behind the houses, and you can see Cajun Field in the distance, and there's oak trees there. And I was reading Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is on you. If you go right before that, in the end of Isaiah chapter 60, it's talking about um, a few shall become a thousand. And then when you read Isaiah 61, it says, and they shall be uh, trees of righteousness. And one version says oaks of righteousness. And I began claiming that and praying that over you. And today I'm praying that your hearts would be strengthened so when the winds of adversity come, when hurricane force winds come, you can stand strong as an oak of righteousness. Generations from now, may they look back at you and say, they believed God, they trusted Him, and their love increased, and their hearts were strengthened. God's looking for some men and women that will take Him at His word and let their hearts be strengthened today. May you live blameless and holy lives, irreproachable, faultless, sincere, and without offense. Can I tell you, friends, today, holiness is not an experience. Holiness is a way of life. It's a way of living. It's what God is calling me and you to. He says, be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. We serve a holy God. And so why would not He invite us into this relationship where we too can be holy? 
It's a pattern of life characterized by these things. Integrity. A holy life is going to be characterized by integrity. It's going to be characterized by purity. It's going to be characterized by truth, reliability in regards to others. I think these characteristics, if you go to the next slide, rightness, it's characterized by a commitment to what is right for others. Holiness is characterized by humility, self-forgetfulness. And holiness is characterized by love. Choosing the best for others at whatever cost for oneself. I'm going to back up and say that one again, just so you can catch it. Holiness is love. Choosing the best for others at whatever cost to oneself. Friends, these characteristics are the byproducts of a love relationship with God. These characteristics are not the goal. God is the goal. (laughs) Pursue God. Pursue Him. And these will be the fruit of our lives as we chase God. Fruit of our lives, fruit of righteousness, as Philippians said. The fruit of the Spirit will be these things. Walking in holiness is not for those who want to be lazy or simply slide by. It requires patience, hard work, tenacity. It requires you and I to constantly be under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and under His guidance. Can I, does anybody have an interest in this? Can you hang with me for just a few minutes? I know we're going long this morning. How does that happen? I got good news and bad news. The bad news is you cannot do it by yourself. The good news is He has given the Holy Spirit to be in us, to allow us and empower us to do such. C.S. Lewis points out a vital difference between paint and stain. In his book, Mere Christianity, for the most part, paint simply lays on the surface of an object. It covers it, but does not transform it on the inside. It simply hides what's beneath the surface. It can chip. It can peel. But stain soaks into the product especially if that product is wood. It not only provides protection, but it becomes one with the wood. It doesn't just hide or lay on top of the surface, but it penetrates into the wood and brings out its natural beauty and grace. Stain brings about a beautiful transformation in the wood. And C.S. Lewis goes on to say, just stain me with the blood of Jesus. Let it cover me, but let me become one With Him. We need to be stained with the redemptive and sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. Stained fully with the blood of Jesus. So it sinks deep into our bodies. Into our minds. Into our spirits. If we will allow the Holy Spirit stained to protect us. And enable us to walk the walk of holiness. That's what Jesus wanted for you. That's what Jesus wanted for me. Be you holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And everything He asks of us, He empowers us by His Holy Spirit to do. C.S. Lewis uses one more illustration. He points out that it's hard for an egg to turn into a bird. You know, it's harder for an egg to learn how to fly while it remains an egg. Think about it. 
You ever seen an egg flying? (laughs) The egg has to undergo the transformation process of going from an egg to a baby bird to then begin to fly. So don't minimize that transformation process. Don't minimize the stain of the Holy Spirit coming over your lives. We're like eggs. We cannot walk the walk of holiness without being transformed. We definitely, we cannot indefinitely go on being an ordinary, decent egg. We must either be hatched or start to grow. Or guess what? You go bad. (laughs) Some of us, it's time to hatch. It's time to let the Holy Spirit do His work. It's time to get in the nest and begin to break off the old junky stuff and soon begin to fly because you're destined for the skies. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. That's the spiritual vitality and vision for you that I believe God has for every one of us. So, Lord, allow your Holy Spirit to trust you Today, for the transformation process, Paul's praying, Jesus is praying, may your love abound, may it overflow, may your heart be strengthened, may you live holy and blameless lives and be ready at His coming. And as I told you, He is coming again. I woke up 4.30 this morning, the first thing on my mind, the Holy Spirit said, read Jude. So I went and read Jude. I'm not going to read all of Jude today, but I would encourage you to do what He asked me to do. It's 24 little short verses. You want to see world events? Go read Jude today. And this is fascinating to me. It talks about God holding us accountable. It says, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment on all. And he goes on to talk about who this is. These are grumblers. These are complainers walking according to their own lust, and their mouth greatly... And they, they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you there'd be mockers in the last day who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are central persons who cause divisions not having the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Keep yourselves in the love of God. There's that word love again. Keep yourself. You, beloved, pray in the Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of, the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments defiled by flesh. He's saying, look, do everything you can to have compassion, but be, be careful. If some people are so going to be rebellious against God... Don't let them pull you down. And then he prays this. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Aren't you glad Jude is still applicable today? That you and I can keep from falling, can keep from stumbling. And by the power of the Holy Spirit we can be presented faultless at his coming again.
Jesus is praying for you and you and you and you and you and you. Every one of you today, he's praying for me. Oh, may your love increase. May it overflow. May your heart be strengthened. And may you live holy and blameless lives at the coming of our Lord. Stand with me this morning. You say, Pastor, I'm coming into this place. My heart, I'm just weak today. I need my heart to be strengthened. You need to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. If you, if any, I don't care what the need is in your life today, but as we have a closing song and as we pray today, I'm going to pray a prayer of faith in just a moment. But if you just want to testify, I need God to do something new. I need Him to do something deep in my heart today. Just step out and let's pray together this morning. I beseech you by the mercies of God that you yield your bodies as living sacrifices. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Lord, I thank you for being here today. You are right here with us right now. I thank you for every home represented. I thank you for every mom, every dad, every child. And God, we are standing in your presence and we're believing you. We're praying a prayer of faith now, God, that you would let your love increase in our lives. And Lord, let it splash over. When we bump into each other, Lord, I just pray there be so much love. 
kindness, forgiveness. Lord, over this body of believers, this new veiled church of the Nazarene, God, in a time of transition, Lord, I know the enemy is cunning. He'll try to slip in a little wedge of division. But, Lord, we're praying against that. We're pleading the blood, Lord, for just awesome unity in the board, in the leadership, in every home, in the membership, God, in every attender, that they would be of one heart, one mind, aligned with you, God. May their love increase one for another. May they be strengthened in their heart, Lord, for the soul that walked in here today and just needs to to be filled with your presence so they can believe you and they can hope God fill them today with hope you have come that we might have life and we might have it to the full Jeremiah 29 11 you know the plans you have for us plans to give us a future and a hope God may we be walking worthy living holy and blameless lives thank you for the holy life God thank you for the cross This is the will of God, even your sanctification. You suffered outside the gate that you might sanctify us, that you might sanctify the people through your blood. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we bless you. We honor you. You're not dismissing us from this place. From this, from your presence. We're going from this place, but we're going in your presence. We're going to the schools. We're going to our neighborhoods. We're going to the places, Lord, where you have us in a place of influence, God, in our families, in our communities, oh God. And may the love of Jesus flow through us and flow out from us, impacting the world for the kingdom of God. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Go in his peace, filled with the Holy Spirit. Equipped to do good works. God bless you.